0: Therefore out of the nest and into the metals. We stood and watched in a stunned silence as Gina's body was dragged into the black. The fog churned, swirling in on itself like ink in water. Well, that was bloody unexpected, Davo mumbled, never seen a fucking cloud do that before. That wasn't the fog. There's something inside it, I said. Devo just shook his head and took another sip of his beer. I looked up. Sadiya was standing at the railing watching us, holding onto the hose in her right hand. Maybe we can create a diversion, I said. Try and distract whatever that thing is long enough for the others to get down. Davo just shrugged. Sadiya hadn't moved but she had shifted her attention away from us and onto the swirling fog. It, is there something we can throw? There's got to be something we can do, I said. Davo scanned the pub rooftop then looked back at me. There's not much up here, MacGyver, he said. Cocktails, I whispered as an idea came to me. What? Davo asked. Molotov cocktails," I replied. I ran inside and quickly looked over the labels of the bottles on the wall behind the bar. Absinthe. I knew that was flammable. I grabbed it, twisted off the lid, and stuffed the end of the hand towel into the neck of the bottle. As Davo walked up behind me, "You sure about this, mate?" he said. "No, but we've got to try something," I replied. I ran back out onto the roof. The fog hadn't moved very far. I held up the bottle for Sadia to see, hoping she would understand, and then walked to the edge of the rooftop closest to the fog. This is a bad idea, Davo said. His comment struck a nerve. They need our help, I said. Fair enough. But we don't even know if that thing knows we're up here. What if you throwing shit at it just stirs it up and makes the bloody thing come after us? He replied, I can't let you give up our position. Frustrated, I pushed to his chest with the bottle. We've got to do something. Give me your fucking lighter. Davo's face hardened like concrete. He slowly reached towards his pocket, but instead of producing a lighter, he swung his fist at me with the speed and precision of a prize fighter and connected with the off switch in my jaw. Then I was in the black as well. opened my eyes I was standing ankle deep in dark water trapped inside what seemed to be a large glass box. Several other glass cubes drifted all around me in and out of the darkness. One of them a few feet away was completely full of water. A woman floated inside it. Her limbs twitched and spasmed as if they were unaware that the water had already won the fight. cubes shunted and moved. One in the middle distance caught my eye. I thought I could see my family inside, holding hands, their backs to me. The walls surrounding them were streaming with water. I called out and beat against the glass with my fists. With each strike the water in my cube rose higher and higher until I struggled to breathe and the water dragged at my arms as I swung. Another box moved in between us. Sadia and her son were sitting inside it, staring straight at me. The boy slowly raised his hand and pointed. Something dark and terrifying slithered past me in the water. Then somehow I was back in the bar. It was dark, the power was out and I was lying on the floor at the bottom of the short flight of stairs leading down from the rooftop. My vision took a second to catch up with the movement of my head as I slowly sat up. I could see Davo back on his milk crate out on the roof. My legs took some convincing, but I pulled myself up to my feet and stepped out into the night air to confront him. What the fuck have you done? Without turning to look at me, he replied. Saved your fucking life, princess. You should be bloody thanking me. My head ached, and my wounded hand sent throbbing waves of pain up my arm and into my shoulder. What the fuck are you talking about? I said. I was right about that fog. After I put you to sleep, it pissed off in the other direction. If I'd let you play hero and throw shit at it... He trailed off stumbled closer to the edge to check he was right the fog had gone from the alleyway i turned back to face him and noticed the fire hose lying limp across the roof dropping off the edge into the street below sadia a fiery orange glow lit our office building from behind but she was nowhere to be seen furious i charged at davo he just shook his head lifted my axe up from his lap. Easy, dipshit. I thought about chucking you off the roof before while you were sleeping. Give me a second chance and I won't bloody hesitate. How could you? There's a, there's a kid up there, man. They needed our fucking help. Davo just lifted up the axe again and gestured back to the doorway of the bar. Still tied off on our end. It took me a moment to process what he was saying. Then I turned around and traced the hose as it ran out into the night and across the street. Now you're getting it. That Sheila up there dropped her end down. Made it pretty bloody clear she wasn't planning on joining us. Devo stood up and moved towards me. Why? Why would she do that? It's not safe up there. My head was spinning. She must have seen you attack me. He was level with me. Put his arm around my shoulder, the head of the axe resting across my collarbone. You reckon it was me giving you a little tap on the chin that changed the mind, do ya? Shards of his stubble scraped against my neck and ear. Maybe, just maybe, it was seeing that other bitch get snapped out of thin air by that fucking demon and dragged into hell. He held me there for a moment, breathing heavy into my neck. Then he broke our uncomfortable embrace pushed his empty pint glass into my chest. Who the fuck knows though, eh? We're all just trying to make the right decisions to save our necks, look after the ones we love. There was a deep sadness in his eye, just for a moment. Then he shoved me with his glass again. Fill this up for us, will ya? Get yourself one while you're in there. Don't make me drink alone while Satan fucks a city of churches. I took his glass and walked slowly into the darkened bar. When I reached the beer taps, my emotions got the better of me. I leant against the cold metal and wept. On a plastic chopping board in the sink, below the taps, was a sharp knife used to cut limes, a type with a blade only a few inches long. I stared at it for a while before picking it up and carefully sliding it in between the glove and the makeshift dressing on my wounded hand. Then I started pulling a pint for Devo. I angled the glass to shape the head, but the stream of amber liquid reminded my brain that my bladder needed emptying. I left the half-full glass on the bar, circled around the stairwell full of tables and chairs, and headed for the men's room shoving the door open with my shoulder. A half step into the darkened room, I froze. On the bloodstained tiles, piled on top of one another, in the centre of the room in front of the stalls, were the bodies of two men. One of them had his pants down around his ankles. Both of them had fresh wounds sliced through their herringbone suits and crisp business shirts. Neither of them were swollen like Sadia's mother, or the bodies I'd seen out on the street. They weren't infected. They were just... dead. The hair stood up on the back of my neck as I heard Devo's footsteps coming down into the bar. I slowly reached for the handle of the knife hidden in my glove. I thought I told you to use the fucking ladies room. I gripped the knife, but didn't turn around. I could see his shadowy reflection in the bathroom mirror as he walked across the room towards me, the axe still in his hand. Yeah. You did. I replied. He stopped a few feet back from me. I couldn't see his face clearly in the reflection but I could see his body tense as he shifted his grip on the axe. Adrenaline flooded through my system. I could feel the pulsing rhythm of my heartbeat in my ears. My throat tightened. I slid the blade out of the glove and turned around to face him. What the fuck is this, Davo? He was looking past me, into the men's room, his face a portrait of pure, unfiltered rage. His grip tightened on the axe handle and his arms shook. I slowly raised the knife up and pointed it at him. What is this, Davo? I asked again. Finally, he looked up at me. His face was wet with tears. The anger evaporated from his tense frame as his gaze shifted from the knife in my hand to the axe in his. He dropped it onto the carpeted floor at his feet, and turned and walked back towards the bar. I just stood there, arms still outstretched, and watched as he sat on a stool at the end of the bar and lit another smoke. He took in a lungful and leant forward as he exhaled. Without taking my eyes off him, I kicked the axe behind me into the bathroom and walked over to him, still holding the blade between us. As I got closer, he reached out over the bar. "Uh Uh-uh. Keep your hands where I can see them, I said, gesturing with the knife. He lifted them up, open-palmed. Just getting my beer, he said. Until you tell me what the fuck is going on here. He rubbed his face with his hands, the cigarette still smouldering between his fingers, and sighed heavily. (sighs) Sorry, mate. It's been a fucking shit of a day, he mumbled. Yeah, that much we can agree on. Who the fuck are those guys in the bathroom? What happened here, Davo? Tell me what the fuck is going on. He pushed the stool back as he stood up, and it toppled to the floor. I lifted the blade up higher, but he completely ignored it and walked past me around the edge of the bar. Next to a high shelf of bottles was a swing door that led into the kitchen. He stopped as he reached it and took a deep breath here he said as he pushed open the door and stood to one side go on take a look i cautiously circled around the bar so i could see through the open door on top of a large stainless steel table in the center of the room lay the body of a beautiful young woman a white tablecloth had been carefully laid over her the fabric the draped across the edges of the table was soaked in deep red blood. Even from a distance, her skin looked perfect, her face almost calm, like a sleeping beauty. She wasn't infected either. Tailjar.com. Original score composed by Tailjarman Subgusto. Although this story is set in a real city, business names and certain architectural details have been fabricated to avoid comparison with any actual properties. For more information, please visit Tailjar.com forward slash terror for me. Copyright Jasper St. Aubin West 2020. All rights reserved.